Hey, what is up? Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento, and today's guest is incredible in so many different ways, but maybe what I love the most about her and her business is that she focuses on two things that all of us entrepreneurs need to confront and face in our journeys, not only in business, but for sure in life. And those two things are individuality and great conversations, challenging conversations, not the easy stuff. So let me tell you about today's guest because she really is a master of those two things. So Diana Solitan is the founder of Salon, a very cool company that I'm so excited to to share with you. But Diana is passionate about supporting individuality in the workplace and entrepreneurs who are sincere about adding good to the world, which is every single one of you, which is why I'm so excited about this episode. She does this through Sling Labs, a boutique development studio for startups, and Salon, a space for private, uncensored conversations among women and gender non-conforming founders around topics that challenge the status quo. And I think that's so important. One of Diana's firmly held beliefs is that candid conversations are the key to true innovation, growth, and change. So there's a lot of stuff that we're going to get into. This is going to be a fun conversation that gears towards growth and you questioning things and looking at things differently from your own individuality's perspective, as well as the commonly held beliefs of society that can sometimes shackle us as entrepreneurs and people. So I'm not going to say anything else. Let's dive straight into my interview with Diana Solitan. All right, Diana, I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. I'm so excited to be here, Brian. Thank you for inviting me today. Heck yeah, and obviously, I love conversation. You love conversation. That's what we're doing here today. But first things first, I'd love for you to take listeners beyond the bio. Give them your short story of how you fell into all the amazing things that you get to do today, personally and professionally. Sure. Yeah. Um, I had kind of, I guess, a nonlinear kind of crooked path um, that led me here. Um, But to kind of summarize in short, um, throughout my journey, I kind of really found myself really, um, you know, kind of obsessed and interested in, you know, the idea of education and the problems around education, you know, starting from me being, um, you know, a bad student that that dropped out of high school um, to me um, working in the corporate world and jumping to different industries and different companies every year or two out of, out of boredom and a lack of challenge um, to, you know, um, wanting to be an entrepreneur, like packing my bags and moving to Palo Alto and, and, uh, not, you know, starting from not knowing anything about startups, not knowing, um, a single startup founder or single engineer or single VC, um, not knowing how startups work, um, kind of self-taught myself, um, kind of, you know, the ins and outs and, uh, t- you know, taught myself how to code, how to, how to design all that stuff. Um, and then I started becoming a, you know, startup consultant. And really through all that, I kind of saw that, you know, everyone, but entrepreneurs in particular, um, you know, 
have to constantly be learning, right? Um, even the, you know, my clients who were serial entrepreneurs and who had had successfully um, built and sold multiple companies were still always in this kind of beginner day one mode and, and asking beginner questions about different areas, right? So, um, you know, that's kind of what brought me to start Salon, um, where I've kind of, you know, tried to um, change like the format of, of learning and the community of learning. Um, and the basis of that is really the candid conversations. Yeah, I love that overview. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Candid Conversations. Listeners know that that's what makes this show special is no pre-planned questions. You and I have not been prepped on any of this stuff. And the way that I, I love that you phrase it when you frame Candid Conversations is you said one of your zone of geniuses is getting people to take their masks off. And Diane, I feel like that's it's almost like a plague in entrepreneurship is we have all this advice from the Instagram influencers where they're just like, fake it till you make it. We've got people who are posing next to Lamborghinis. And Diana, obviously, that's not the form of entrepreneurship that either of us love. That's for sure not the form of entrepreneurship that our listeners love. And it really does come down to that taking their masks off and having these real conversations, the real stuff that plagues us because entrepreneurship can be difficult. It is challenging. It is trying. Talk to us about some of that the importance of those upfront, because you talk about newer entrepreneurs, those beginning questions that we ask, why is it so important? What does it cut through? What are some of the right questions and conversations for us to be having as we begin our entrepreneurial journeys? Sure, that's, um, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really important um, to be able to ask whatever real question you actually have. Um, and, you know, that's what I've seen is that the reason why a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck um, is because they're too embarrassed to ask what their real question is. Um, you know, so, it, it, you know, we're constantly wearing a mask, right? Um, I, I feel like as a, as a CEO, um, you know, you're wearing a mask in every room, right? You're, you have to be perfect in front of, you know, uh, your team, you have to be perfect in front of, of clients and when you're on stage. And a lot of times, especially for women, when they come home, even there, you've, you've, you've got to set an example of, 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 of being perfect and flawless and, um, and, uh, you know, strong, right? So, um, I feel that, you know, it's, it's very rare to find a place where you can just like fully take your mask off. Like, you know, none of, none, none of the BS talk about your real questions, your real insecurities, your real fears. Um, and so that's kind of the, the basis of the community and the culture that we've built with salon. Um, people are able to ask whatever they're, embarrassing, stupid, uh, super beginner uh, question is, right? Without fear of judgment for asking that question. Yeah, I think it's so important for for us to have that space. We've had guests in the past who have talked about that unique role that, that you already brought up, which is as CEOs, we're expected to be the ones that have the answers. But the reality is we're the ones that are managing 50 different hats and roles that we fulfill, not only in business, but of course, in life. I love the way that you translate that and you say, hey, as women, when, when we go home, even personally, you have your own unique challenges that you're facing that men, for example, can't relate to. And, and all 
all different facets of life. We all have different roles that we play in life. Diana, with that said, why is it so difficult? Because you've helped so many people navigate these waters, take those masks off. And I love that part of how you operate with Salon is it's private conversations. You essentially say, this is your space. If you don't have that space anywhere else in life, this is the place to take that mask off. Why is that so difficult for us as CEOs, as entrepreneurs? Because I would argue that it's the only way for us to grow. If we always have the answers, then we're not asking challenging growth-oriented questions. What's the hard part of that? Um, I would say that the hard part is... um a fear of looking bad. Um, You know, so like I said earlier, you know, we're always like leading a meeting or, you know, speaking on a panel. Uh, And these are places that, you know, we have to be careful about what we say or how we come off. Um, We definitely, you know, don't want to don't want to appear stupid right so um so i think that's really why why it's so hard is you know because because everyone's looking to you for for the answer um and you know so you touched on that you love that our conversations are very private and that's really that's really one of the major keys to um allowing people to you know kind of open up and be real uh and be honest is because you know our conversations truly are really private um you know the members are not allowed to share what they hear in those rooms outside um and and all of our members are very respectful and mature and really really adhere to that rule so um so yeah so there's there's a lot of honesty that happens in our conversations Yeah, I love that, especially because I know at the crux of so many of your conversations is that challenging of the status quo. Diana, if there's one thing that all of us entrepreneurs have in common, I think we all want to challenge the status quo. It's why we start our own things. It's why we're building our own mini empires or grand empires, wherever our hearts desire. With that in mind, I know that it's at the core of what Salon does, and it's at the core of your own entrepreneurial spirit. Talk to us about that status quo, Diana. What do you identify as the status quo that you'd love to change and you'd love to see your members and entrepreneurs on the whole go forth and change in their own ways as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like you said, uh, entrepreneurship is really about changing the status quo and pushing boundaries. And I think that that um, can include a you know innovative tech solution to something, um, or it could also be like changing you know the way you work or uh the culture of your company or 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 how companies are um how hiring happens really in any in any um aspect of that right so you know i think that in the past uh decade or so entrepreneurship has become um a lot more uh, prevalent, right? There used to be a much smaller percentage of people who were entrepreneurs, but lately it's been um, kind of like a trend to be an entrepreneur. You mentioned earlier about the, you know, fake Instagram influencers and things like that. Um, so it's really been kind of like, I, I think being an entrepreneur, uh, especially a tech entrepreneur today is kind of um, the old like, 
you know, consultant job at McKinsey or something like that. And with that, you know, um, then uh, things like, you know, um, accelerator programs and things like that are now kind of like the new B school, right? And the thing, the problem with that is that it's, you know, the, the advice um, and the processes and the frameworks, um, it's mimicking, you know, our old ways of learning, which is, I believe the opposite of what true entrepreneurship is and what true innovation is, um, you know, true innovation, true entrepreneurship requires you to really think outside of the box, really think in different ways, not follow a set process. Um, and a lot of that uniqueness and innovation, I think stems from, you know, a self-awareness of who you really are, what really drives you, why do you have this unique perspective in life? Why do you have these unique experiences? Why are you drawn to certain things? And I think that that's what really creates really groundbreaking, um, you know, uh, products that, that have um, a big impact on the world, right? So, that's what I mean when I'm talking about changing the status quo. Um, it's really about um, changing solutions to problems um, or changing the way you're looking at problems um, or just changing the way they, that you work or the way that you lead, right? Um, and so we do that through Salon, um, you know, every week in our conversations through the kind of unique format that we have, right? First off, um, all of our salons are based on a topic, um, which changes every time, every week. Um, but all of our topics are, are, are questions, right? So it's not like, okay, how do you like pitch VCs? That's, that's not our topic, right? We're not going to give you a formula, a step-by-step -step process of how to do something, but everything is like a question, right? A question on like a more complex issue, like can nice women build empires? Um, should social mission products be lucrative, right? And then we get a group of, um, founders together, female and non-binary who are very diverse, um, in a small, intimate, uh, group discussion setting and it's um i've you know intentionally curated the discussions to be um you know to have very diverse group of participants and when i say diverse it's really um diverse in uh age ethnicity we've got people who are you know under 20 over 60 we've got first-time entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs, um, entrepreneurs of all different types of industries from tech, service, uh, CPG, everything. Um, and so with all different personalities, very different personalities. So we come together, um, talk about the, the, the topic question together. I play moderator, but I am not, um, you know, the sole speaker or, or the expert, everyone is participating. And from that, we get to hear very different ideas, perspectives um, on the topic, right? So I, I, I think that's the real way to kind of learn and grow is to be able to hear very divergent um, solutions to, to complex problems, right? Yeah. 
Go ahead, Diana. Was there more you wanted to add? Okay, that? That's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't wait to jump in. I'm so excited because I will say I love the way you talk about the status quo. It reminds me of that Mark Twain quote where he said, "Don't let school get in the way of your education." And it's it's such a. a He's really pointing at the traditional systems that we have set up. In this case, obviously talking about the way we learn. Don't let school get in the way of your education. There's so many other ways to learn it. And Diana, I so respect and admire the fact that you believe that one fundamental way to learn is through conversation. And you teased a few topics. I'm going to tease just a few more for listeners because I'm going to want them to check out your website, which we'll talk about at the end of today's episode. It's salon.club. That link is going to be in the show notes. But a few other topics. Are you an entrepreneur because of or in spite of your upbringing? Is your intuition reliable? Where does your faith in your future success come from? Diana, these are big topics. They're they're part ethereal topics. They're part tangible topics. They're things that I think when you start asking bigger questions, you start finding bigger answers. I'm super curious to hear your perspective on that because obviously you are a fellow entrepreneur. We've got a million things we're thinking about on a daily basis. Oh, is this marketing campaign going to work? Should I expand my offerings? How can I improve my sales process? All of these tactical questions, but I'm a big believer in ask bigger questions. You'll start finding bigger answers. Talk to us about the way that you shape even these questions and how these questions, the more ethereal, bigger questions can lead to bigger and more meaningful and impactful answers for us as entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think that you um, really, really nailed it. It's, it's all of all of my conversations start with a with a big question, because I think that, you know, compared to, you know, traditional ways of learning where there's kind of this like sage on the stage telling you what to do. um, I I think by me starting with a question, uh, you're not being told what, what, what the answer is. It's, 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 it's restructuring, um, you know, your mindset to be a lot more inquisitive and expansive. And, um, that's where, where you can really break down that box and think outside the box is by that expansion. Right. And then it's, you know, 10 X by the fact that you're in a group with several other super brilliant, um, and super unique founders who, who are chiming in and giving their point of view as well. Um, but really it's, it's the questions I think, like you said, lead to bigger and better, uh, and more answers, right? So, you know, it's, for example, you know, one of our topics is like, you know, uh, is it wrong to use your beauty for business gain, right? So these are the types of, this is the type of question that is something that a lot of female founders have to really deal with and ask themselves every day and navigate through. And no one ever talks about it, right? It's, it's, it's a taboo topic um, and everyone has a different perspective and opinion on it. And you can't find like an article or a panel talk that'll give you advice on that. Right. Um, because people's real thoughts on that, they they keep private. Um, but through that one question, it leads to so many other questions. It goes to, you know, how does like your age play a factor? And, you know, if you are going to 
you know, utilize your beauty for marketing or whatnot, how, how can you do so in a way that, uh, you're kept safe? Um, so it really, it really opens up to more and more questions, but then more and more solutions, right. And more and more ideas. Yeah, Diana, I want to go a little bit deeper here because this is really fun, especially considering your own personal background of you've managed sales teams, for example. And when I'm hearing you talk about these, you said taboo, I think it's a really appropriate word here. When we talk about these taboo topics, most people will simply give a surface level answer. And obviously, Salon goes way beneath the surface level. And I'm trying to cross that bridge. And and in my head, where I'm going is I'm just like, yeah, in sales, same thing. When we ask someone, hey, what are your pain points? What are your desired outcomes? People are going to say the obvious thing, but obviously the greatest things in life, the greatest things in business, the things that lead to growth are the not so obvious things, the the taboo things, the things we're not willing to say out loud. When you talk about a female using their beauty in business, for example, in my head, I'm just like, yeah, it's almost the elephant in the room that I'm sure most females would be like. I do it, but I don't want to talk about it. And so that's so cool that you not only have these conversations, but Diana, I want to glean some of your brilliance because I'm sure that you've crafted ways to actually go beneath that surface level and 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 scratch off. Well, you say it, remove the mask to get to the real stuff. What does that process look like for you? Because I think that in and of itself is a valuable skill for all of us entrepreneurs. Um, I think it starts with, you know, me being vulnerable and honest myself. Um, so not just in the salons, but like you said, um, with my whole career in sales, um, that's really where my success in, in sales came from. You know, my very first job in sales, I was, you know, in a, in a, in a sales training. Um, and, you know, the sales trainer gave us all this advice on what to do and what to say and gave us basically scripts. And I found those not to, to, to work for me. Um, and so really what worked was me completely just throwing away the script and, uh, being myself. Um, I couldn't follow the sales trainer because their personality was completely different from mine. Right. So it, 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 I w- wouldn't have been effective as him saying those words and and uh, saying those jokes because because I'm not a jokester, right? So it's like, um, so it was really like being myself um, and not even thinking about it as sales uh, and just having a conversation that allowed um, you know prospects and whatnot and clients to um, open up themselves. Right. And so with Salon, I think it also kind of um, has the same foundation. And the thing is, our community is is invite only and member only. So every single person that's part of the community, um, I've gotten to know quite well. I've gotten to know their character quite well um, before they're invited to a salon. So that's kind of what what really helps create a very safe and honest space uh, for everyone to discuss these kind of like taboo or controversial topics um, is because, you know, it, everyone's character has been vetted. 
Yeah, I really like that, especially because it's something that I teased at the top of today's episode is that inv- individuality. And, and you just gave us a shining example in your sales career of, well, I'm not going to say that script. I, the other day, actually, I saw some clips from The Wolf of Wall Street, a movie that I saw many years ago. And seeing Jordan Belfort, who is The Wolf of Wall Street, talk about his sales script, I'm just like, if I said that sales script, I would sound so sleazy, like, because it's sleazy even to me. I could never operate that way through sales. So I love that you said, no, I just threw the script out because the only thing I know how to be is me. Talk to us about that individuality because I know that it's important not only within Salon, not only within your entrepreneurial journey, not only within your professional journey before this, but also just in life, that individuality is so important. But Diana, I'd argue that that's the one thing most people are the most afraid of is just being them. They want that formula. I always have listeners email me and they're like, what's a great copywriting formula? And I'm like, do you like just write you. Everyone always says my writing sounds like the way that I talk because it's the only way that I know how to operate. So I want to hear your perspectives on it because I know it's such a core part of the way that you operate. And in turn, I think it's a core part of your strengths. Why is individuality so important? And what's so hard about us stepping into it? I believe that individuality is, you know, the seed for creativity. Um, and so I think that a real entrepreneur, um, requires, um, creative thinking, uh, innovative thinking out of the box thinking. Right. And I think that, I think that it's really actually quite impossible to be truly creative in a unique way. If you yourself are not thinking and operating, uh, and behaving in a way that's unique to you and real and 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 honest and authentic to you right um and i think that it's very hard for people to truly be their full selves because you know it's people are afraid of 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 judgment of not being accepted of being rejected of of being wrong you know i think there's some quote that you know any really great or progressive idea seems at first crazy, right? So um, something like that. I don't think those are the exact words, um, but that sentiment, um, I, 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 I believe is true, right? And and people are afraid to be wrong. Um, they're afraid to look stupid. Um, these are just natural, um, you know, natural fears and concerns, right? But the way to, I think, really create something really new, creative, um, the only way to really kind of make a, a, an impact and a dent is to bring your unique talents, gifts, uh, and perspective to the table, right? And that, that doesn't even have to be just for entrepreneurs and CEOs, but really for, for anyone, for for employees uh, in, in any role, um, I, I think especially today with um, you know generative AI uh, becoming uh, more mainstream, you know all of our all of our jobs uh, are going to change, right? So um, you know it, AI is is going to increasingly be able to handle anything that's formulaic and structured, right? So so this is our time to shine as actual unique human beings. Um, and, and, and that's really going to be what's required um, as we move forward anyways. Right. So I structure the salons in a way to really bring 
bring that out. So one is through the fact that it is a very diverse group with very different personalities and opinions. So when we talk about a controversial topic, we are getting a lot of disagreement, but the disagreement is done with an open mind and with a lot of respect and intellectual curiosity uh, and inclusive inclusivity and acceptance, right? Um, so that's something that um, just through that conversation every week, they're practicing those skills of inclusivity, speaking your mind, respectful dis and constructive disagreement. Um, I think that's what what hones in your ability to be an individual is not always seeking to agree and conform, but you know, being proud of your own your your own methods and your own opinions, uh, while also um, like honoring and appreciating and respecting other people's opposite opinions, um, and like I said, our, our conversations are all based on questions. So it's not a how to, I'm not telling you what to do, but really kind of asking you a lot of questions so that you can come up with the answers. Because I think that everyone has, um, uh, you know, a lot of wisdom within themselves that kind of gets suppressed. And so, uh, I, I'm, I want to, I want to help bring that out. Boom, Diana, in every episode, there's that one answer that I'm like, you just dropped so many golden nuggets of brilliance right there. And I think that's the one where you talked about individuality, but there were also so many glimpses into your brilliance as to why conversations are the way you talk about not only it, it almost makes me feel like sometimes it's not even about the conversation that we're having. It's about the exercises, the reps that we're putting in throughout the conversation. You talk about the tangible skills that something that most people probably don't realize that if we have a conversation about can nice women build empires, there's going to be twists and turns. I, I love it. We're really coming full circle because even in your first answer here today, you talked about your nonlinear path in your own career and in every conversation is equally nonlinear. So I love that perspective. Gosh, so many golden nuggets there. As we come towards the end of this, I don't want to let you go just yet. I still want to squeeze a little bit more brilliance because you brought up AI and you brought up how different the world is becoming because of AI, but also I think there's a lot of cultural and societal shifts that we're seeing right now. And this episode is airing in the first week of 2024. So Diana, it's fun to set our sails for the calendar year. What's something that you see shifting this year? What's something that you think 12 months from now, we're going to look back and be like, gosh, that was a really good breakthrough. This is a fresh opportunity or this is something new that we can operate in this new way because AI is doing its things, culture is doing its own things. But Diana, where are the shifts going to come this calendar year? Oh, that's, that's such a big question. And I think there's going to be so, so many different shifts, so many shifts in different areas. Right. So, um, Hmm. Uh, well, I think I think one I think one shift um, that is necessary, it, you know, it but is going to be very hard to do um, is really changing the kind of culture within organizations, and that could be a startup of two, or it could be a big company of of 20,000, but, but it's really, you know, like I said, with generative AI, everyone's, everyone's job is going to be a creative role. Um, so 
the way that organizations and teams um, and cultures are today um, are, aren't set up for that. Right. So that's going to need to change the culture, um, allowing people to really speak their mind and feel safe about, you know, voicing their creative um, uh, idea um, is is really what's going to need to change. And, you know, that should have been in existence since, you know, the beginning of corporations. Um, but that that, you know, for 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 other reasons that I won't go into today um, is not the case. Um, but, you know, even for people who are afraid of that, for leaders who are afraid of that, uh, it, it's actually like it's something that you can't avoid. And if you want your business to like still continue to exist, um, everyone's going to need to, um, you know, shift to the complete opposite of like this kind of command and control uh, way of, of running a company to, to really embracing differences and individuality um, and uh, creativeness. And it's, it's through kind of these changes that we're making through these conversations um, within startups. That's also going to need to happen in other organizations, um, startup or old company. Yeah, really well said. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in what you just shared is that this year, a lot of things are going to change, but the way to be part of that positive change is through these conversations. I'm of the firm belief that the more conversations we have, the better we are business-wise, life-wise, society-wise. So I'm a big fan of the work that you're doing. With all of that in mind, Diana, we talked about so many different things here in today's episode. I didn't even know where it was going to take us, but I think all these twists and turns were so much fun. With all of those things in mind. What do you hope that listeners take away from today's episode? What's that one action or perspective that you hope when listeners stop hearing us here today, they're like, you know what, I need to sit down and either I need to do this, I need to consider this. What's that one thing? I would say to think about who is someone that you know, that you feel completely safe around that you feel you can you know express your fears and anxieties and worries and your embarrassing questions um, and your mistakes and know that they'll still um you know support you uh think of who that might be in in your life um and you know shoot them a text and spend more time with them because i think all of these things that we're talking about like individuality and uh innovation and taking your mask off um you know the key ingredient to all of that is being around people that you feel feel safe with um to be yourself so start spending more time with people like that um, start with thinking of one person this week, today, and and send them a text and, 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 and make plans to see them. Yes, good advice. And it's super actionable. Every single one of you listeners, whether you are a wantrepreneur or an entrepreneur, this advice that Diane is dropping on us serves every single one of us, myself included. Even if you run a seven, eight, 
heck, a hundred million dollar a year business, whatever stage you're at, Diana is spot on that it benefits all of us, not only on an entrepreneurial level, but on a human level. So I so appreciate your push for us, Diana, to take action on that. And with that in mind, I know that listeners are going to be keen. We, we teased Salon so much here today. So for listeners who want to go deeper and check out all the awesome work that you're doing, where should they go? Drop those links on us for anyone who wants to connect with you. Yeah. Our website is salon.club and that's spelled um, C as in cat, C-E-L-O-N.club. Um, and you can find me on LinkedIn, Diana Solatan, S-O-L-A-T-A-N. Yes. And listeners, you know, we like to make it as easy as possible. So check the show notes wherever it is that you're tuning in. You're going to find a link to Salon's main website, which it's a really cool website, by the way. I will give you huge props here on the air, Diana, because on the Salon website, which is salon.club, you'll find that link down below. You'll actually see the trending conversations that are happening starting soon. You'll see exactly which conversations are coming up. So really cool things happening inside of Salon. We're also linking to Diana's personal LinkedIn. If you want to connect with her. Just say thank you for the episode. Or if you want to go deeper with her, that's your direct line of communication. Because Diana, you've already shown us that you're so generous in sharing your perspectives, your experiences. So thank you for coming on to the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Brian, thank you. I've had such a great conversation with you. I know you and me both love having conversations and having real conversations. And you're so good at asking really good questions. So it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's Brian here. And thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. If you haven't checked us out online, there's so much good stuff there. Check out the show's website and all the show notes that we talked about in today's episode at theentrepreneurshow.com. And I just want to give a shout out to our amazing guests. There's a reason why we are ad-free and have produced so many incredible episodes five days a week for you. And it's because our guests step up to the plate. These are not sponsored episodes. These are not infomercials. Our guests help us cover the costs of our productions. They so deeply believe in the power of getting their message out in front of you, awesome entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that they contribute to help us make these productions possible. So thank you to not only today's guests, but all of our guests in general. And I just want to invite you check out our website because you can send us a voicemail there. We also have live chat. If you want to interact directly with me, go to theentrepreneurshow.com, initiate a live chat. It's for real me. And I'm excited because I'll see you as always every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast.